Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of wrestling. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, hosting for the day. With me, as, a, as always, is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! And joining us at this time, he is the stranger in paradise. He is the creator of Podzilla 1985, host of No Turning Back. He is the foul tarnished. Mr. 100, Shannon Young. I like that you had to remember what the name of the show was, because I also struggle to remember what the name of the show is. Most of the shows on the network. It, <laughs> it was always the... It, it's uh, For whatever reason, it's no turning back, no going back. It's uh, And it's it, in my head, I'm just like, wait, fuck. It's, it's, it's no turning back. It's no turning back, but it should be called no recording, because I've only done one this like <laughs> entire year, I think. Uh, yeah, it's been rough. Well, it turns out there's no news to cover, like... What's happening? Nothing. Nothing going it's on been on. a really, it's been a really just kind of light news year. Yeah, I think something's going on with Pete Davidson and Courtney Kardashian, but other than that, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's somewhere. It's somewhere. There. Shannon, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. This is actually a two parter show for me because literally after we record this, I'm heading over to After Dark. So um, it's it's a lot of fun. This reminds me of the old days when we would do like multiple. We do two shows in one night. Oh my god, those, those Sundays suck. Yeah. Those the incredible days. <laughs> uh, I said it before the show, and I'll say it again. It feels so good to be back on here with you guys. I miss you so much. Um, this this is a real joy for me. So thank you. Yeah, we I, I've missed you a lot. Uh, the like we said again before the show, so we're just repeating ourselves for the, the audience mm-hmm. now. But whenever Dalton was like, "Hey, I asked Shannon to do a thing for." wwe 2k last week i was like well shit i didn't know he was getting the he got the version of the game early i otherwise i was going to have him do like a little mini review because i assumed you were going to pick it up or like you had mentioned you were going to pick it up but i didn't know you were getting that you know oh play three days early unless you're dalton and then you get to play whenever you get two days a day and a half early yeah no it was a day and a half well i had to work (laughs) oh by the way shannon you didn't get the resolution of that i bitched enough on twitter to gamestop and they gave me thirty thousand points on my account uh, because I had complained for three different games in the course of two years that they didn't get to me on time. Okay, I'm gonna so need they, you to. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So, what's the conversion rate between GameStop points and actual American dollars? T- uh, ten thousand points to ten dollars. So they gave me thirty dollars oh. for free. Dalton, I need. Yeah, you so to I that. was like, I was like, damn. All right, cool. Like, that teach was, me. That was nice. Teach me how to complain to get free things because I don't well, know I if didn't... you saw my my uh, Shamrock Macchiato that I got from Duncan. On the picture, it's this really gorgeous dark brown and green uh, shamrock macchiato because I'm an Irish. Yeah. Happy St. Patty's Day, by the way, to everybody. You know, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, I ordered it and instead it came out pastel green and like mud water. And I posted a picture of that to Duncan. I'm like, this is not the same thing, Duncan. And they're ducking me. They're not Dunkin' Donuts. They're ducking donuts. Uh, they gave you actual <laughs> Ireland, not the cartoon version of Ireland. It's just mud during the spring. It's just mud and potatoes. It. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Women with seven teeth it, and loose morals. But you've got Dunkin' Donuts. I've got General Mills. Just you know, I'm the only one that's won. I'm the only one that's won. Yeah, that's true. You. That's true. Maybe we need to do a strangers on a train thing. I'll go after Dunkin'. You go after General Mills. And they'll never suspect. A and thing. then Dalton. Except we just. Can, I'll cut this out. And then Dalton can editor, go after. Editor, uh, cut this out. Dalton, you can go after your barber. Oh dang! <laughs> no, I like the, I, I like the long hair. I'm sporting the short hair now. Like we've all shaded places. You guys have long hair. I've got short hair. What the hell's up with that? I swear oh, to you- God, I'll say this. Then I'm gonna let you guys. I I saw the Batman earlier today, and I almost dyed my hair black and put that black makeup around my eyes before I did the show tonight. And I wasn't gonna say a word. I was just gonna come on like that. <laughs> 
that would have been extra because I assume you guys are going to talk about that tonight. Yeah, probably a little bit. Jesse still hasn't seen it. Jesse also still hasn't seen the Joker. I don't think Jesse likes comic books. I've I've wondered. I wonder. You know, I've, I mess. I said I finished up a Spider Man arc uh, today, and I sent him a message, and he was just like, "Yeah." It's like hmm, okay. <laughs> just yeah. He even read, has he even read a Spider Man? Does he even know comic? who Spider Man is? Probably not. Uh, so jumping in before we get into the actual news of the week, and boy, do I think we need it this week of all. Uh, I probably should have prepped you on this, Shannon. So I apologize in advance. I roll with the punches. But we have a segment. We have a segment at the start of the show that we call, or I call, I'm going to say I call, so Dalton can't be implicated in the lawsuit when it comes. Uh, It's called the power of positivity, Hmm. because we both know, we all know that the internet and social media can be a very toxic, negative, terrible place to be. So we kick off the show with just something positive about someone in wrestling. It can be local, it can be worldwide, just something positive out there for someone in the world of wrestling. Mine this week goes to Big E because the videos that he has posted after what we're going to talk about um, with his broken neck and and all of that, the, the first one that he posted from the hospital where he was just like still smiling still positive and like seem to be worried about the fans worrying for him, you know, telling them, Nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be okay. Go to sleep, get some rest. Like that is just an unnatural amount of wonderful in a person. So I want, I want to shout that out. That is a wonderful thing. And he seems to be just the best human being to exist. Uh, and then mine is related to it. Any of the guys uh, or any person that tweeted out caring things about him or went to go see him in the hospital that he was at. Um, that's awesome because it's one of those things like if you've ever listened to the New Day's podcast, like he's been very open and honest about his struggles with like his um, like depression and like his uh, mental wellness before. And it's one of those like you hear an injury like that and you don't like your future is just kind of uncertain and up in the air like that could spiral spiral you really quick. And he kept his he's keeping his spirits up, it looks like. And it looks like he has a, a very gigantic support system. Um, so I, I wanted to I, I kind of assumed you were going to do Big E. So I wanted to shout out the support system on that. Uh, but to add to yours, he did have the fucking joke of the week with <clears throat> pro tip. If you're going to break your neck, do it in Birmingham. That. I don't know why that got me as much as it did. I, but, uh, like, he said that, and I just lost my shit. I also have one, and I'm glad. I was going to ask if you get, Like, I listen to the show all the time, obviously, because I always listen to podcasts. But I was going to ask if you guys curse, you know, just as a reminder. And I heard Dalton say the F word, so I'm going to take that as a yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So I want to give a quick thanks out to uh, EC3 for cracking me the fuck up this week when he released the rule set <laughs> for Control Your Narrative. I have never, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. That was fantastic. What's your? Wait a minute. All right. So obviously, it's because it's fucking hilarious. Is why it's his positive thing. Yeah. Uh, control your narrative is not necessarily positive. No. But the motherfuckers dunking on him is. Uh, Shannon, what is your favorite rule? I, There's ten. Yeah. My favorite rule has to be because I've struggled with it. It's that the fight's not with your opponent. It's with yourself. Gotcha. That's a good, I mean, that's solid. I can't argue that. Uh, Get booked on one of those shows and immediately cover your, like, go for your own pinfall. Yeah, while controlling my narrative. Like, cover yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, Asa, do you have a favorite rule? 
No. All right. I don't. All I, I, I genuinely, so like in earlier episodes, we talked mm-hmm. about it and how I was like cautiously optimistic that this could be like a really cool thing. And uh, that just went off a cliff for me. Real, like, I think this is just real fast. Real, yeah. Um, so I got, I, I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe I'll say the second control your god neck. damn it you mother like, that was mine because my favorite well, you should you shouldn't ask me <laughs> my favorite was rule number two which is you are in control which is followed by number one which is also for some fucking reason you are in control i don't know how yep, that, number two sure is followed by number one. i don't know how that went so crazy like that thing went off the rails like a january 6th protest like i don't <laughs> I, I don't no, get it just like a january 6th protest surprisingly enough uh, I think my favorite thing of Control Your Narrative, and I'm sorry, Asa, but it's the, the rant room. Is that what they're calling it? If yeah, we not, can, that's yeah, what you they can are. yell at, uh, yeah, you can yell for at a hundred bucks. Yeah. For a hundred bucks, you can do to Austin Aries' face that you can do for free 99 on Twitter. <laughs> um, and honestly, it's not the anonymity that's protecting me from telling Austin Aries to fuck off. It's the, I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars that way. No, I can get 2k wanna... for that. Yeah. I don't want to be in a broom closet with someone who's not vaccinated while we're still doing a That's pandemic. That's also like, a good fucking point. I, like, I mean, I can do it right now. I think I got one more month of superpowers. But, like, <laughs> God, I... Oh, man. Everything about that show is what I don't... It's it's a, it's always Sonny decided to do an alt-right wrestling group. I, I know the... the I know Jim Cornette's not a popular person in wrestling, especially around here, and I get that. But his take on... Uh, all of all of that was was very very funny. Um, because my favorite part of Control Your Narrative is that they announced their exclusive television deal, and then Jim Cornette revealed their exclusive television deal was with a uh, a site that no one's heard of, and he pointed out that their Twitter only has like three hundred followers. That's the exclusive <laughs> deal that Control Your Narrative signed with because they built it up like it was going to be, hey, we're on Fox News, is what I assume, and instead it's. <laughs> <laughs> we're on literally nothing.com you know i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest i didn't even know that had been announced yeah. oh yeah. yeah they announced the tv deal. i just yeah i just saw that it was imminent yeah and then it it never came sure so. sure was meg <laughs> sure is meg um so yeah i just i got nothing on that i'm it's, so happy uh, that we brought- it's gonna be a f- <laughs> It's going to be a fascinating dark side of the ring yes. in like yeah. two years. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy we brought Shannon on for him to make his positive thing the thing that we've actively been shitting on, well, but just so he could shit on it a little bit more. Like I, I truly believe, I truly believe if in all the years that I've lived, and I've, I've seen, you know, as a journalist, you know, serious time, I've seen some serious shit, and I've, I've learned that you have to laugh through the awful things, and like, there's, there's definitely a difference between something terrible like what's happening in the Ukraine, and something terrible like what's happening in EC3's head. I don't mind laughing through what's happening in EC3's head. Turns out, everyone thought he was like the next big thing. It turns out, you know, spoiler alert, if I ever cut this promo, he's a fucking dork. He's he's a fucking <laughs> dork. Anyway, sorry. Control your narrative, Asa. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get... No, my opponent isn't you. My opponent is You're himself. in control. <laughs> well, except you can't... Uh, only... But So here's the thing. I'm going to tell you exactly how long you have uh, and you have to hit those times. Well, unless you're in the chaos pit. Oof. Life is a... Or project pit. I'm <laughs> fuck, I don't know what it is. Life is a, life is a contradiction. Also, the- also um, <laughs> no fucking super kicks or Canadian destroyers. 
What you realize you're in an independent wrestling in 2022, right? That's our that's our setup move. That's how we lock up, brother. Like I'm, I don't. I, uh, I, I yeah. will say, I will say one thing about that rule is, and I know Shannon will agree with this. Uh, some certain moves and sequences are overdone. A bit. Yeah. And so I, outright saying, no, you can't do any of them, I think is yes. dumb. That makes me not in control. Yeah, yeah well, life is, life is a contradiction. Uh, also, did you see the Young Bucks bio? Uh-uh. Got updated? No. Super kicks, Canadians, tope suicidas, and even that thing where you run away from, from opponent in corner and do that dumb slide <laughs> thing. All welcome. <laughs> I, I, I do that dumb slide thing. Fuck. <laughs> I think Fuego also replied with like, hey, I do that slight thing too. I love it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were holding up a piece of paper. No, like, oh I just God, I noticed how dark it's getting in here because I didn't turn any lights on in the background. So my natural light's leaving and I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to, my light switch is over there. I'm not going to do that. The sun's no, a setting. Fine. Yeah. Uh, well, uh. unfortunately, as much as I would love for this to just be an hour long dunkathon, uh, there is some news of the week, and unfortunately, a lot of it is very bad. So, before we get to uh, one of the main reasons that I wanted Shannon on for this week is f- so you guys can talk more about WWE 2K22, because I do have some questions for you uh, written down like a good host would. I'm impersonating one. Um, I, stuff to talk about, and this is the thing that we've talked about so many times on this show on PW, on any other show on Podzilla, of how do you transition from goofy, jokey, fun to legit, like, sad, serious topics. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, if you're listening to this, you already know. But this week, we lost Scott Hall, Click member, original NWO member, WWE Hall of Famer, two-time. And it kind of came out of nowhere, it seemed like. Uh, it... it from what I have read, he had hip surgery earlier in the week or last week, and there was a complication during that that actually caused a blood clot to be dislodged, and it went to his heart, caused a series of heart attacks, and he went on to life support, and his family ultimately decided to take him off, and he passed away on Monday. Yeah. So, uh, obviously... First and foremost, our thoughts, prayers, condolences go out to all of Scott Hall's friends and family and fans. And it, it's just, it's so sad, especially, I don't know, I almost said especially, but like, it feels like these last few years after he had gotten clean and was doing all that work with DDP, like, it almost feels like bonus time. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, he was on a very, very dark, very, very bad path, and... It's similar to kind of like it, it kind of feels it reminds me a little bit of eddie guerrero yeah. in the sense that like he got his act together but like stuff kind of but like there it was you know stuff caught up with him whereas this seemed to be unrelated yeah but it it, it just it's i'm trying to look at it as being happy with all of the extra time oh yeah that that we got because as opposed to you know what that could have been because like i mean if you want if you go back and watch um Oh my God! I forgot the name of it. The Jake, the Jake the Snake documentary with DDP. What the was it? The resurrection. The resurrection. Jake the Snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And like it almost it like at one point almost Tiger King where they were documenting one thing and then something else happened in the middle of it and they like didn't fully pivot like they did at Tiger King but like they pivoted. Um, where like in the middle of DDP's like rehab, 
fucking, I think it was Kevin Nash called DDP and was like, you need to go get Scott. Like, this is getting bad. And, like, just brought him out of nowhere in the middle of Jake's, like, Jake was finally starting to get his, like, shit together in that time in the documentary. And then Scott Hall comes in. And you kind of see the beginning of that. Um, and that was, like, what, 2010, 2011 in that ballpark? Mm. So, um, like, when you wa- if you go back and watch that documentary, for one, don't do it if you're in a good mood that day. Uh, because that'll ruin everything. Um, but, two, like, Scott Hall was not that old whenever that happened. And he looked horrible. Yeah. Like, it was bad. And then fast forward to, like, 2014, only a couple years later, he does his Hall of Fame and, uh, speech and looked like a million fucking bucks. Like, yeah, I mean, he was aged. He, I mean, he got old. But, like, his face was full. Like, he looked like what Scott Hall should look like at that age. He didn't look... It didn't look progressed. Like, dude looked amazing. And it was good to see, like, he had a good... And, I mean, I say it, like, he got what he got, but... He had a good, what, eight, nine years? Well, no, like 10 years post that moment mm-hmm. in his life and got to, like, enjoy being clean and healthy for the first time in probably a long time. And he at least got it, like, he got to smell his flowers where, like, people, because, like, it was a thing for, like, the 2000s, like, the 2000s where he was just kind of a joke and, like, oh, Scott Hall's a drunk, doesn't show up to shows, da 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 he at least got to see people's admiration for him. It was kind of like ultimate warrior, but an extended stay of it where like warrior did get like a couple of like a year or two of people being like, no warrior was awesome. And then that happened. But like Scott Hall got like a decade of it and almost, it felt like, which is cool. Cause like Scott Hall is probably one of the coolest motherfuckers that ever laced up a pair of boots. And uh, Scott Hall is also infinitely more talented than the ultimate warrior ever was. And it's not even really a knock against the warrior per se. It's just Scott Hall was always that good. Like, Oh yeah. Razor Ramon was the pinnacle of cool when I was, cause I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan, Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan growing up. I grew up in the late eighties, early nineties and uh, Razor Ramon was like a whole next level of cool. Just this big, just he had oozing machismo, um, it was absolutely incredible. I, I I remember when he jumped over to WCW, literally changed the game for everything. Um, but I think it, it's hard to talk. I, I'm a big Scott Hall fan. I've always been a big Scott Hall fan. But it, it's important, I think, to mention the things that he went through because, like, it's nice that he got his moment and that he got clean. But it, it it's almost a warning for the entire way that he lived his life that he got a happy ending per se. But you shouldn't ignore the path that he took to get here because it was a rough path. And, you know, I don't know. I lost my train of thought on that one. Go on. <laughs> the, you mentioned you mentioned uh, him showing up on WCW. as And, like, so I was always – I always watched more WWF than WCW. I would watch a little bit of WCW because it came on first. Yeah. And, like, when, cha- when commercials hit, I would, you know, flip back and forth. But so a lot of my exposure to Scott Hall came later. But, you know, going back and rewatching some of that stuff, even now, like that it's going all over Twitter, the him showing up and doing the, you know who I am, you don't know why I'm here, is just the Mm. most bad. Like, it's in the middle of a match. Yeah. 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 
and they just bail. And it was, I mean, <laughs> like, it was so good. WWE sued them later on for, you know, mm-hmm. creating this false uh, narrative that that wrestlers were invading. I, again, I grew up in this era. This was like, I was in my early teens during this when Scott Hall did this. And the NWO, man, there was nothing cooler in professional wrestling than WCW at that time and spearheaded entirely by the New World Order. In my school, we mm-hmm. had fights where everyone picked a side. Everyone picked a side and you picked a wrestler. You represented of that wrestler and then we would go into like the gymnasium and we would just all brawl in between classes now unfortunately and please don't take this anyway <laughs> i was a part of the four horsemen i was chris benoit i don't want that to be my legacy i wanted to be nwo but unfortunately <laughs> all the spots were taken and if i could pick anyone in the nwo it would be scott hall because i mean up until the time when he disappeared off tv and they had those baffling segments where like Kevin Nash is fighting for his contract. I mean, yeah, he became a joke. Um, otherwise, Scott Hall was like a, an absolute legend and, and just big and tall. And go back to even before WCW, see him with Kurt Henning when he had that porn stash. That is the greatest porn stash um, you will ever see in wrestling. The Diamond Stud? The Diamond Stud. He was just that yeah. good. Even um, even Jim and- Cornette. Even Jim Cornette, when he made that... Sorry, Dalton, I want to get this out before no, I forget good, it, because it's been a while since I've talked wrestling. Even Jim Cornette, who, who, again, whatever. But when he was doing his rants on Raw about WCW and NWO, because he had some classic rants where he would go off on them. Even in his rants, when he tore everybody down, he still didn't tear down Scott Hall. He still mentioned that Scott Hall was the best amongst them, because Scott Hall was just that good at everything he did. Yeah, and like I, I have a lot of spurts where I go through different eras in wrestling, and I don't think that anybody, like, I'll do it, like, once a month. I'll just listen, watch hours and hours. And I don't think there's any person that I drop, put my phone down and pay attention to more than Razor Ramon Scott Hall matches. Because I don't think he is truly ever going to get the credit that he deserves for how good he was in the ring. Like, everything that dude did made sense. And um, he is now getting up there in that... Um, Roddy Piper like conversation of best wrestlers that never got a world title, which like love Piper to death. Scott Hall is that per I, to me, Scott Hall is the person that never got a world title that should have. Um, because he literally had everything. You did not have a cooler character than Razor Ramon and WWF at the right. time. Like there, there wasn't, you can say diesel, but like, let's be real. That was just a big motherfucker. Um, yeah, Scott Hall, he he came out, had the accent, had the gold chains, had like I'm I'm holding the elite that they made of him recently because I like I got really sad when he died, so I like just started messing with the action figures I've had of him. Which by the way, I've owned almost every Scott Hall elite, and I've ended up selling over the years. This is the most recent Razor one, and like this is like this isn't even his like coolest gear that he ever had. Yeah, but look how fucking cool this dude looks. Yeah, and he, like they never the put the, the whole title on him. Oh yeah, like everything he did was just extra in the best way. Um, like, the toothpick. And, like, and it's just baffling to me that, like, he's never put up there a lot with, like, the greatest characters in wrestling. He should be. And I, I hope it, that he is now. But it's one of those things that, like, man, I don't think Scott... I think Scott Hall is super underrated for what he contributed to wrestling as a whole. There was a there was something on Twitter that went viral, I think, but it was Scott Hall was so cool, he pretended to be a Hispanic guy. Yes. And all of the Spanish people didn't care. Yeah. They're just like, no, he's 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 cool enough 
that we're going to give him a pass. L- looking on this. back now at Razor Ramon and like the the vignettes that he would do with the accent and all that, I truly thought he was like Cuban. I did not know he was from what? He's from Texas, isn't he? I think so. I'm a, I'll we're, we're gonna, I'll do a check really quick, but I think you're right. Yeah, he, it was it was one of the things like so growing again, growing up like I was aware I obviously I knew who he was. I knew who the NWO were and I knew that he used to be Razor Ramon, but like it was I, I was like oh so i guess he just like played up the accent whenever he was razor and now he's just now he's just talking in his normal voice and it's like no he's he, he was not even remotely he's from i just bought it he's from fucking maryland there you go the the <laughs> whitest of states no big big cuban committee uh community up there in maryland <laughs> it's really yeah uh, i think part of razor ramones or part of scott hall's problem was that he was always when he was in WWF and he had all those iconic, iconic moments, he was kind of in the same class and a little bit outshined by people like Shawn Michaels uh, or Bret Hart. And then when he went to WCW and he had the iconic run as the Outsiders, then he was a tag team with Kevin Nash. It was hard for him to get outside of that zone because through his entire run at WCW, I know that they had singles matches, but everything I remember about Scott Hall and Razor and uh, Scott Hall and that NWO was as a tag team with Kevin Nash, the Outsiders. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he was just, he was a victim of circumstance. He was so good, but he just happened to be a part of a class that was also really, really good wherever he went. Yeah, and he also, like, we were kind of, Asa put out on our socials to, like, tell us about your favorite Scott Hall match. And, man, that WrestleMania ladder match with Shawn Michaels. It's got to be that, yeah. (laughs) It still still holds up. Like, and from even before the bell started. Oh yeah, Sean going around the ladder and him just doing the the walk just right underneath it. Yeah. Coolest dude in the room, bar none. Oh yeah, this, this is the story I wanted to tell really quick before I forget it. Uh, I saw a clip. Of, did you ever see the clip? And Dalton, I feel like you've probably seen this. Of it's Scott Hall and he's at a, a convention and he runs into Virgil. Oh God, yes. And he obliterates Virgil verbally, and he's like, "Of uh, he's looking at all the pictures. He's like, uh, do you have any pictures of just you? Because it's always pictures of Virgil with like you know the NWO or the Million Dollar Man.' And he, go, and he <laughs> he holds up his action figure, says, "I have an action figure." And Scott Hall puts it on the on the table, back down, and says, "We'll put it like this because this is how we all knew you, just like laying on your back the entire time." <laughs> and he says, "You're too much, man." And the look on Virgil's face of pure hatred, like he got roasted. <laughs> so hard but he has to smile through it yeah the uh i there was someone i'm so i want to go to brian rhodes real quick because he sent me a dm uh for his scott hall story because i did ask out you know if you've got favorite memories but uh here's my scott hall story I checked out I checked out of wrestling sometime after WrestleMania 8, coincidentally at the same time as, but not related to, the airing of Razor Ramon's first vignettes. Around four years later, I was on vacation with my parents. While staying at a hotel in Huntington, West Virginia, I tuned into Nitro to see what's happening in wrestling these days. By incredible coincidence, it was May 27th, 1996, the night of Scott Hall's debut. It's a very distinct memory because here's a man working his way through the crowd to the ring who is obviously razor ramon but because that name is a wwf property he can't say who he is and the announcers can't say who he is but we all know who he is hall even says you know who i am it was a through the looking glass moment blurring the lines between fantasy and reality he had my attention 
I wasn't able to watch wrestling again until my family got satellite TV in the fall, but I remembered and I remembered and tuned into Nitro again as soon as the opportunity presented itself and was hooked instantly. Without a compelling Scott Hall promo that night in the hotel room, it may not have happened, at least not during the heyday of the NWO and the Monday Night Wars. So I guess I have Scott Hall to thank for bringing me back to professional wrestling at such an exciting and pivotal time. And that is like, that kind of is the moment that everything changed. Yeah. yeah. Because that is the moment then that then Kevin Nash came in and then, mm. the, you know, they who's the third man and then Hulk Hogan and the NWO goes is on and we're off to the races. It's also just the, the difference between WCW's mindset at the time versus how WWE is even now where you take a guy that's established, you bring him in and they didn't they didn't repackage him. They didn't call him by a different name. They like he said, you know who I am. You you don't know why I'm here. If it was WWE, they would have taken Scott Hall, put him in some dumbass costume, and had him come out. And like the announcers would have been like, "Who is that? Who is this man coming through here?" And it's it's a joke. WCW had more respect for its viewership at the time, at least, and it became one of the most iconic moments in professional wrestling history. I can almost for the longest time I could remember the two wrestlers that were actually in the ring because I know Colonel Robert Parker was managing one of them and it was yep. the blandest white dude I've ever seen. I don't think he did wearing any- orange pants oh, or the, like peach orange pants. The Mauler. It was the Mauler versus it's the Mauler. I mean come on. <laughs> He's not going to main event Starcade versus uh I, some dude and Scott Hall just came in and ruined his career immediately. Because here's the guy's match, and Scott Hall walks in and steals the show and never gave it back. It's like the uh, the moment where people point to where Drew McIntyre, like Ricochet is, I don't remember what the buildup was, but Drew McIntyre was, I think, still a Ziggler. It was like the Ziggler, McIntyre, Corbin days, and Ricochet's in the ring, and he starts to say something, and McIntyre's just like, shut up. And Ricochet just does, and it's like, oh, so... He owns you now. Right. Like you, you, you're his bitch. You, you don't, you don't get to just like you don't just shut up when someone tells you to in wrestling. Yeah. Room. Um, Michaela Minton posted a link to the moment on uh, one of the Raws where it was the Click and DX were in the ring with the Balor Club when it was with Balor and the Good Brothers oh, yeah, and they yeah. all do the two sweet. Uh, that was I do rewatch. I rewatched it whenever she posted. It's like okay, yeah, that was actually pretty cool. Uh, and then Dylan Hager also responded uh, with favorite matches, WrestleMania 10 and SummerSlam 95 versus Sean, Rumble 93 and King of the Ring 93 against Brett, 123 Kid at In Your House 6, Outsiders versus Harlem Heat, Halloween Havoc 96, non-matches, basically anything NWO, the Nitro debut, beating up the roster backstage at the Disney Nitro, the Spring Break Nitro where he gets thrown into the water. When he put over one two three kid on Raw and has to has to be mentioned as well. Not a great match, but definitely a great moment. What a legend! Yeah. And the one two three kid moment, I feel like everybody is aware of it, and everybody knows you know that is what made X Pac Sean Waltman's career essentially was that you know even if it was a fluke win, it was still a big thing. But what people don't really recognize is the context of it, because this was essentially like this is Ray's Ramon on his ascent. Yeah. Like, he's clearly being treated as a huge deal. He's winning matches. And then for him to, like, actually put over this nobody, essentially, was, one, unheard of at the time because of just the paranoia of your spot. Right. So it it was so selfless for him to do that. And then, like, you know, you look at it long term and it was clearly a great call. And, And that's, like, been the number one thing that we've seen on social media of anybody that, like, knew him. 
<clears throat> like, I think even uh, Xbox said it. He was like, he was the smartest one out of all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, he understood professional wrestling more than anybody else. Because he, he, they were talking about the click, and he was like, no, he knew the most out of all of us. And when you look at it, like, yeah, if he had any say, like that, you're talking about the one, two, three kid match. Like he had the, like the thought of this person could be something. They need this right now. I'm going to give them this win. Like even like, I mean, obviously it was booked that way, but like Hall could have made that not look as good as it did. It was the moonsault. He moonsaulted onto him, which is not Mm -hmm. a thing that you would see. You saw a whole lot in 94, I think. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's one of those things that you just, you take for granted, like the dude's mind for wrestling. And that's the one thing that everybody was saying is just like how smart he like was about it. Mm-hmm. Like he just understood the art of professional wrestling. He's also, uh, you know, the story about when he put Chris Jericho over when he wasn't supposed to, he thought that it would be a better idea for Jericho to win. So he told Jericho to pin him basically and told him, I'll take the heat for it when we get backstage. And he did. Uh, there's also the guy that asked Sting, that iconic, you know, like, have you ever seen The Crow? And Sting was mm-hmm. like, no. And then that, you know, sent Sting into the atmosphere, you know, the stratosphere. So, yeah, Scott Hall was the most brilliant of the group, I think. And the most, the best wrestler between him, Hogan, and Nash, obviously the best wrestler of the group. I mean, the that, oh yeah, what a super group that was, man. That was just, those are good times that I'll never see again. Even... Like I've always loved the the razor's edge, the outsider's yes. edge. Like, oh that is, yeah, the, that's you the know coolest finisher, god tier yeah. finisher. It it always has been the uh, just the the something that I didn't realize until embarrassingly late, like college age, was his the pose that he hits when you know when he's yeah, doing the his. walk. That's 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 what they look like when he's in the move when they're in the move. Like he spreads his arms out because their arms are spread out in that, you know, that pose before he just drops them. But it always looks so good when he when he does it. And then the I don't know. I think it was one of the cultaholic people posted just like the the three mannerisms. Everyone knows Scott Hall for. And it's 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 the walk. It's it's the me machine gun hype up. And then the 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 spooky fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky fingers. I've I've done the spooky fingers since I was a kid because of Scott Hall. Like I'm pretty sure I did them to one of you at least. Oh yeah, at a CCW show. Yeah. Like as because whenever one of you are heels and you start <laughs> and you know you you do something I'm just like spooky fingers. <laughs> it's just it's it's the best. So before before we move on, I want to get because uh, because like I said, I, I I was someone who ended up appreciating Scott Hall way later. Like because like I said, I just I wasn't watching WCW at the time, and then even like with the NWO in WWE. By the time he came back, aside from his match with Austin, he really didn't do a ton. Yeah. So, like, a lot of mine. But so, the the WrestleMania ladder match, I think, is probably my favorite match of his. But really, it's just, like, the, the, what I will remember most are is everything around the amazing wrestling. The, 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 the spooky fingers, the posing, the just, the effortless coolness of Scott Hall is something that's going to... And then, of course, the... Razor's Edge. But so Dal- Dalton, what is if you had like a favorite match, favorite moment, favorite story of Scott Hall, what would it be? Um it'll always be him holding up both IC belts with Earl Hebner like on top of the ladder and then Earl Hebner like two steps down pointing up at him. That like is one of the more iconic things that you'll ever see 
in wrestling. And it's so dope. Like, both belts, holding both of them, he's the undisputed IC title uh, holder, which was a term that we, that was used before it was overused. And, like, just having, like, it's it was the perfect WrestleMania, like, moment for somebody. Shane? Oh, sorry, I thought you said and. You cut out for a second. Uh, no, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, I, the match is already, you guys have already said it. I mean, it's obviously the Shawn Michaels match. But I think my favorite thing about Scott Hall was the Razor Ramon vignettes before he debuted. Because that was the first time I'd ever seen that in professional wrestling. I had never seen vignettes to introduce a character like that. And honestly, part of that is part of why I fell in love with creating, especially with CCW. Why I love doing the backstage stuff that you and me and Dalton would do where we, you know, we did little segments and stuff was because I just remember how much I love that character development before you ever even saw the wrestler. When Scott Hall debuted, I felt like I knew everything about Scott Hall, how cool he was, uh, how badass he was just from those vignettes. I wish they would do more stuff like that because that was, that was incredible. And just Scott Hall's personality, just Scott Hall in general. And the fact that like, what a shitty fucking ending that you survive all Mm -hmm. of this. You go through this horrible you know existence where you're an addict and you get yourself clean and you fix yourself up and then it's a hip surgery and complications that takes you out that is one of those things that you know i can't i would never joke about that because it's it's something that reminds you of how precious and short life is you could literally lose it tomorrow by some random occurrence so to me it's a lesson in making the most out of every moment you have yep absolutely Um, but unfortunately, as much as I would like to, we can't spend the entire night talking about Scott Hall because there are other things happening in the world of wrestling. Um, unfortunately it's not better news, but on Friday night Smackdown during their match with Sheamus and Ridge Holland, Big E suffered a broken neck, uh, taking a overhead belly to belly suplex landed on the top of his head, looked real gross. Um, but there, like the silver lining of it is biggie posted an update where he got the he got the update that he it's a fracture of the c1 and c6 vertebrae but there's no damage to the spinal cord there's no displacement and there's no ligament damage so he's not going to require surgery uh and all things considered it seems that this was as clean of a break as possible so uh we don't have really any other news other than he posted a video earlier of him walking around uh outside of his home uh with his taco meat out which is what he calls his chest hairs i'm sorry i saw your eyes go go big there shannon uh no it's just chest hair so he he seems to be in good spirits which is great and you know the fact that he he didn't lose any he, he said he didn't lose any strength you know he feels all of his he can move all his digits you know it's as good of news as possible and what is a really really bad situation yeah so uh, hopefully you know he comes back as, as you know better than ever if you know if he's able to ne- necks aren't nothing to fuck with so i think we're we're a long way out from knowing any kind of in-ring future for biggie but that said like that is such an afterthought of just he's you know moving and not paralyzed or worse. I yeah, also that's... feel bad for Ridge Holland. Like I, I know it's yeah. kind of unpopular to say that because a lot of people were kind of shitting all over him on the internet and how unsafe he is. 
But, you know, whether he's unsafe or, or I don't know, because I don't watch a lot of WWE wrestling, so I can't tell you how good or he is or isn't. But anyone with the knowledge that they hurt somebody like that, purely accidental, he obviously didn't do it out of spite. He didn't do it out of carelessness. The move just went wrong. And to know that you, mm-hmm. you put somebody in that position and hurt them like that, like, I can't imagine what he is also going through. So I do feel for the dude. Um, obviously, not as much as I feel for Big E, because, yeah, what a great guy. And if he didn't have the neck of a titan, God knows what would have happened to him. Um, but thankfully he did. And yeah, the important thing is that he's going to have his life at the end of this and he's not going to end up like somebody like Darren Drozdov, um, paralyzed from the neck down. You know, th- this was the best possible outcome that could have happened from that. And I'm just glad he's relatively okay. Yeah. And it, it's one of the, so the, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful, like posted a story that Holland was one of the people that went and visited him at the hotel or at the hospital, at the hotel, Jesus, um, at the, at the, at the doctor hotel, local That's medical facility, local medical facility. But he, apparently there's not heat on Holland, like backstage. It very much is just a freak accident. Shit happens. Yeah. You know, it's people want to point it. There's another instance with Johnny Gargano, but like shit happens and if the locker room and the people in charge aren't you know blaming him explicitly then i don't see any reason for fans to yeah and it's i I told dalton because we were talking about it the other day but it's like they were clearly leading up to a wrestlemania match the new day versus seamus holland and butch we're gonna talk about it next week biggie's the big story i'm a bitch next week uh, don't you excited. mean it's you're gonna... gonna butch next week oh you <laughs> shannon you'd be so gonna... you'd be proud of me i've had some pretty good rants on this show since we've started it this is go- i'm gonna let you know asa be ready for a stone cold wrestlemania return bitch fest like i had a dalton. couple months back it, dalton I, it's not a i just got a note uh it's a doctor's note of uh, to it turns out pete dunn took a dna test and he's 100 that butch oh i fucking hate you oh that was a good one <laughs> i hate you oh that was dirty Oh. Uh, the uh, but so I I told Dalton is like it wouldn't surprise me if the match got changed to Sheamus and Butch versus Kofi and Woods, like he you know okay you're not going to be on the WrestleMania card you know he'll he'll be in the corner probably but that name just cuts through me like a knife through butter, I can't even it pretend really... it does and every time I hear Butch, like was Vince remember whenever. Oh. Remember when everyone said that it was that the reports of Adam Cole having to cut his hair, change his name, and be Keith Lee's manager sounded insane. Mm. Hmm. Well, here you we go. You can see it on Pete uh, Dunn's face, too. Like, that's not acting. He wasn't pretending to be a tough guy. That's the face of a man that's miserable. You want to know, so, be, again... To be fair, he always looks like that. Yeah, that's true. Like, that yeah. is, I've shown that's you the, the pictures one... of him holding his newborn baby with that same face. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm... So it sounds like we're pivoting off of Biggie and I can bitch a little bit. Um, you know, I feel really bad for Pete Dunne because he went into the WWE with, and I'm going to say this as a not in shape person. He came into WWE with a little bit of pudge around his stomach wearing that singlet and like didn't never looked bad, never looked bad. But when he got to like, whenever he started like doing NXT full time and he was pretty much just in Florida, that dude got shredded the fuck up. I remember he came back from something and I was like, oh my God, he looks amazing. Like that is a Greek God under that goofy looking singlet. Cause he has like that weird bruiser weight singlet that like cuts super low here, but looked amazing. 
all for them to take him to the main roster and made him wear short pants, fucking wife beater, mm. and suspenders. I do not like WWE. Most of the time. This is one of those times. I don't understand why they just ripped off Christian Bale's look from the movie Newsies and put uh, Pete Dunne in it. There's a reference no one will get. Also, I guess Butch, he should be glad that they didn't name him like Pudge or something or Dewdrop. They have a real trouble with naming <laughs> characters at this point. It's so, actually really sad. Um, Shannon, and this has only been fun because the Dark Order, like John Silver, who I think is somebody you need to follow more on social media because I feel like John Silver is your kind of humor, like just goofy shit. But um, on being the elite, the Dark Order, mm-hmm. since they're like the cult but not a cult, um, they've been trying to recruit Adam Cole. And John Silver and Alex Reynolds keeps trying to, like, recruit them and being like, but you can't have long hair because Reynolds has long hair. So, like, they're doing, like, the whole, like, we need you to cut your hair and be somebody's manager bit. But they were like, we need to change your name. There's already an Adam. We have Adam Hangman Page. You need to be Budge. And they literally have Dark Order shirt that says it's all about the Budge. They have been having a fucking field day with Butch. Because they're like, oh man, they stole our shit. Like, they literally ripped our shit off. If they would have named him Budge, it would have been all over for that hoe. It's already all it's over for already that hoe. It's already over for him, him. yeah. They <laughs> named him fucking Butch! You know who's never gonna main event WrestleMania? Drew McIntyre Butch. versus Butch. God damn it. I hate everything. I don't understand. How do you <laughs> rename a character that you've been featuring prominently who was your champion in, a, in you know, in NXT and then you just completely rename him? Like he, and they acted like they didn't know who he was. Like they, they've done it before. It before. Oh they've done God. it. Wasn't it before? They did it with fucking Walter. His name's uh, fucking Gu- Gunter now, Shanner. Gunther. Yeah, get it right. No, because they never said Walter right. It's supposed to be Walter. So fuck them. If they're not going to respect it, I'm not going to respect it. Wasn't so before Walter wasn't done like the longest reigning NXT UK champion? Yeah, yeah, because it was it was Tyler Bate and then Pete Dunne, and they had that awesome fucking Chicago match or takeover Chicago, mm-hmm. and then uh, Walter won it from Pete Dunne, and then yeah. he had it for like a year because like Pete Dunne had it for like a year, and then Walter had it for like yeah. a year and a half or almost two years or something like that. Because Ela Dragunov just took it off of yeah him, like six seven months ago yeah, yeah i can't wait till they bring yeah, him up to bit. the main roster and re- rename him viper no i think Ela Dragonoff Ivan. was his name that he came up with i think that was a wwe name i don't think Ela Dragonoff is his like that in- doesn't mean they're not going to change it that's fair that's totally fair <laughs> it doesn't mean they're not going to change it vince is going to look at him and be like i just saw the newest release the rocky four uh you were ivan you know what that's you it. look like a stank you're stank now <laughs> you stink. stink. Do we still got that retri- do we still got that retribution group? <laughs> Reform them. <laughs> Dear God, everything's terrible. Get well, Biggie. Uh this is d- d- yeah. <laughs> so th- th- transitioning off of that, thoughts to Biggie. Um I look forward to seeing him just in any sort of capacity whether it's on social media, whether if he just becomes like a manager or if he, you know, hope, best case scenario, you know, he comes back and is able to actually compete and can you imagine just the reaction his first appearance is going to get oh yeah that once he comes back because like the people love him that wwe title run was booty and it was through no fault of his own and like everyone knows and he's he's even commented just like hey i appreciate everybody's support like he knows he just knows he can't say it outright uh next news story real quick is i think it's really cool news apparently the internet which sucks uh is split on it for some reason 
Uh, but we got the newest inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame, and it is Queen Charmel. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I absolutely hated her with with King Booker. But it was hook, line, and sinker hated her. Yeah. Not like, oh, she's bad at this. No, it was because she was too good at it. And, oh my god, all hail King Booker. Just, I, I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal. I'm, uh, but now, of course, it's like the best thing. I'm just, it washes the taste out of your mouth from that match she had in TNA, which is widely regarded as the maybe worst wrestling match of all time uh, against uh, yeah. Jenna, Jenna Survivor. I don't really remember her name. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Donald? And she was uh, she was yeah. on Survivor, and she had a match in TNA against uh, Queen Charmel, or it was just Charmel at the time. Oh, I yeah. guess it was just Charmel. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of the one of the the Nitro girls. I mean, she's got a legendary mm-hmm. career that spans quite a bit of long time. So yeah, I am absolutely fine with it. I don't understand why people are pissy about it. Oh, uh, because it's also not- the Hall of Fame is the Hall of Fame is also like whoever you know who's worthy of going in the Hall of Fame. Whoever they say they're putting in the Hall yeah. of Fame. Like it's it's not like there's some it, it's it's not like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the the Baseball Hall of Fame where there's actual like voting involved. They say who they want to honor and they honor them, and it's like I don't see why anyone has a problem with that. The big I rumor was, is they're going to put the Steiners in this year. I can't wait to see Scott Steiner accept a WWE Hall of Fame induction. I mean, Do you, it won't be Steiner; it'll be Rick and Braun Breaker. Um, <laughs> Braun, I mean, Braun will Braun will induct them. Probably like yeah. I think that could be neat, but there's also a bunch of people that I think would be like very interesting to see induct the Steiner brothers. I will say I am curious if Scott is there. He won't because be. he's because he has been very vocal about not giving a shit about the Hall of Fame or WWE in general. Is Triple H going to be there? Because if he's there, Scott Steiner ain't going to be there. Put him in the same limo. Uh, <laughs> I want to see. But part of me thinks he, the only reason he might is because of Braun. Because now that Braun is there, if he, you know, and that's his nephew. Plays good, yeah. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he's willing to just be like, okay, you know what? The par- the the divorced parents can be civil for the recital. Like, we, I can, mean- we can be in the same room for about for we can be in the same room for six hours. But after that, we're both go. We both know we're never speaking. Not again. to invoke his name one more time, but I mean, Jim Cornette was there in uh, inducting the uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll. So yeah, mm-hmm. I anything can happen, and but Scott Steiner is legitimately probably the only person that I've ever heard say I don't give a shit about this. I'll punch Triple H in his face if I see him. He's the only person <laughs> that I believe is legit. Everyone else is full of shit. Honky Tonk Man, full of shit. All these people, they're waiting for their paychecks. They're waiting for their attention. Scott or Scott Steiner is the only person I believe that legitimately is insane and doesn't care. I'm also willing to say they will make sure that that check will not clear until after so he don't try to pull some fuck shit. Right. Uh, Because, again, I think they're aware of that fact. Yeah. Like, nobody, like, they're not Mm -hmm. inducted yet. If they induct him, they are going to be very aware of Scott Steiner's shenanigans. That being said, I need Scott Steiner to sign a Legends deal because I need him in video games and I need an elite. Yeah. Any of them. I'll mm -hmm. fucking take any of them. I need a shirt that Uh, says he's fat. <laughs> yeah. Wrong company. Wrong company. Nah, they can do fuck. I, they they can all do work it. together. They all work together. It's forbidden <laughs> door has been kicked down, from what I understand. Oh God, he's been gone for so just, long. Oh, I fucking hate just that term. We just we just can't say impact is the problem. Uh, and then last news story of the week: Roxy has officially signed with WWE. Uh, we got the first images coming out of the new class of developmental recruits, and she was there. So, uh, congratulations to her. Hopefully she gets a 
fair shake because she's also like she's someone who's like she's she's real young so and she's already this good Mm -hmm. so it's just gonna be like obnoxious in like five years at how great she can be hopefully they don't put her in pajamas i hate nxt 2.0 i hate nxt 2.0 they made me hate nxt shannon that's how long you've been away from wrestling i fucking hate nxt so much i all right so really quick really quick I don't hate NXT 2.0. I think it's okay. It's not as good as the original NXT, but like some of it's baffling. I haven't watched a lot of it, but from what I understand, there's a girl that falls asleep during matches. Um, is that true? Her name is Wendy. Ch- Her name is Wendy Chu. She comes out in a onesie, and honestly, it's fun. I. Uh, it's. It's very jarring going from what her previous gimmick was in original NXT to sleepy Wendy, but. <laughs> No, she like her tag team with Dakota Kai is like a blast to watch. No, to don't me. you no, don't uh, shake your head. You defended Orange Cassidy for the longest time, but this dude fell asleep in the ring many times. So I don't I don't want you to shake no, your head. No, he's only fallen asleep once. He's only fallen asleep once. And it was whenever uh, gentleman Jervis fucking rocked him to sleep. That's different. He was coaxed to sleep, it was a wrestling hold. That said, NXT two did give us uh uh ear oh fuck, what's his name? I commend Jiro. Yes. Uh, It it gave us Jiro eating so much DoorDash that it gave him explosive diarrhea. And that was a vignette. Remember how we were talking about how cool Scott Hall's vignettes were? That's how uncool (laughs) I commend Jiro's vignettes were. There's another girl, from what I understand, who is a Japanese schoolgirl. And then when she walks out, her magic talisman turns her into like... And I I fucking love that. That is badass. Yeah. She's coming to 2K22 as a download, yeah. and I hope they have mm-hmm. that version of her because, like, I've seen and I get it's stupid, it's stupid, but seeing her like clutch it and walk through the ramp and then come out as this like almost like it's like Sailor Moon basically, and I'm here for it. I'm fine yeah. with it. It's the, what the initial what the initial vignette for that was versus what like the final like character seemed to be. It was a lot better. Uh, still not great, but you know that, that it, it is what it is. Um, but before we go too deep into the Dalton hates NXT rant, uh, moving on to playing with ourselves. Wait, what? Uh, first oh, part. Oh, that's before, a, that's our segment, Shannon. We should have warned you. I didn't. No, I did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> All right. First, before we get Daddy. to your before we get to your guys's WWE 2K22 reviews, uh, we got a trailer for a game yesterday called WrestleQuest. That's weird. And I'm very glad that you're here to talk about this, Shannon, because. Uh, this seems like it's a it's a JRPG style wrestling game. It's so weird. And when I saw that also uh, that also has Macho Man Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, and Jake the Snake Roberts what a s- as part strange, of it. Strange, strange collaboration that is. When you sent me that video and I watched it and my brain exploded immediately because of how weird it was. But then when I saw them, I thought, okay, so is this supposed to be like an homage to these characters? You know, like like you want to do in the game. But they look so much like the actual characters. I thought there's no way. But who the hell is going to license Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake Roberts, and the Macho Man Randy Savage to WrestleQuest? I went to their website, and sure enough, it legitimately is them. This is the strangest wrestling licensing I've seen in a long time. The game looks absolutely ridiculous. I think I hate it and love it at the same time. I don't know how to feel. Are it's so it's coming to Game Pass. It's coming to Xbox Game good, Pass. Good. Are you going to play? Yes, it? if it's coming to Game Pass, I will definitely try it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna read the description real quick, just because I don't think I show I don't think I showed this to Dalton or not. Um, but 
the ultimate pro wrestling adventure. Powerbomb and pile drive your way through a massive pixel art universe where professional wrestling and RPG fantasy collide. Wrestle with destiny. Take a hero's journey in tights. Upgrade from aspiring rookie to world champ by training, learning, glamming, and slamming to the top of the pro wrestling food chain. Your idols await. Draw inspiration from wrestling icons like Jake the Snake Roberts, Macho Man Randy Savage, and even Andre the Giant. Explore worlds based on their lofty careers. Heart-pounding action, classic RPG combat, meet wrestling moves, match styles, and gimmicks galore. Good guys, bad guys, lizards, robots, and more. Wild realms, exotic monsters, action figure fighters, and spandexed allies await as the fantasy goes beyond the ring. Gear up on your way to the top, choose your moves, style, taunts, and even your entrance as you learn what it takes to be the cream of the crop in the pro wrestling world of your dreams. They fucking sold published, me, but I'm in. Published by Skybound Games, developed by Mega Cat Studios. I don't think you get sold. to create your own character, though. I think you play as, like, Danny Burrito or something like that. Don't fucking care. Uh, the, the Muchacho Man. Yeah. Is that it? Yes. Fuck yeah, I'm in. I'm in. They got my download, because I also have Game Pass. They... Got it. Shannon, you can shake your head no, but the second I'm like, dude, it's dope, you're going to play it. I got to finish up Elden Ring, man. I'll I'll talk to (laughs) you Play a game that's good. Play a game that's good. You can't. You, you can't do you can't do that. They nerfed they nerfed the mimic tier, so no one can play that. No, no one's allowed to no, play that No, because game I never had it. Uh, I never got it up to level ten like everybody else. It makes I messaged Hunter about this. I'm not going to take too much time. Just thirty seconds. I laughed at the fact that like our friends who like were so dependent on these broken uh, builds now have to actually play the game. I've been sitting there playing the game the entire time with my <laughs> two whips that everyone told me I couldn't use. Jesse Kimball. Well, I used it, and now what position are you in, Jesse? Sorry. He's not going to listen to this. This will be the one episode he does. <laughs> like, oh, oh Shannon's on there. Shannon yeah. to Shannon's Old a draw. Times. Yeah, uh, shit. Not on, f- <laughs> not on the fuck you're talking to these days. We're going to get up to 25 listeners this Only week. Thing I'm draw- uh, Only thing I'm drawing is flies. <laughs> couldn't, draw, couldn't draw a dime with a pen and paper. Um, I like. I, oh, that is, that is the one thing we never mentioned about uh scott hall was the what's your finish can't wait to kick out of it (laughs) (laughs) just fantastic um and so one of the other main topic of the show uh you guys have spent now a week a little over a week with wwe 2k22 and it seems to be you know it reviewed it reviewed okay uh you know it wasn't you know the end all be all of wrestling games but it also wasn't uh just dumpster fire like 2k20 so initially you were both very high on it you both you know very you enjoyed it it seemed to function like it needed to um now that you've got a full week under your belts has your opinion changed has your opinion been cemented where are you at with 2k22 i love it go first i this game is really good um i was very high on my first impressions of it um I have dumped probably uh, 20 hours into it, if that, if not more. Um, I spent all of Monday, I had spring break off work, so I spent all of Monday just making alternate attires for my characters. <laughs> um, just because I they have a good creation suite this year, and they kept a lot of the assets from previous games. Um, the My Rise is bonkers in the best way. I have Drew Gulak in his uh, chalk line jacket and jeans. Uh, that hit pretty hard for me. The showcase is hands down the best showcase they've ever done. Um, and that's counting uh, the 30 years of WrestleMania that I can never stop talking about. Um, 
it's a really, really well done game. And I think the important part is that it fucking works. Um, there are bugs and glitches here and there, but that's a video game. It works. The game works. I think I've had one or two crashes in my 20 hours of playing and it's still in its opening week. Um, I would give it, I would say the same that I think it was IGN gave it an eight out of 10. That's what I would give it easy. Um, and we have like 30 characters coming down the pipe via DLC and they're all pretty dope. Um, Shannon, I'm gonna let you talk. I feel like I've given a good review of how I feel so far. Well, I I just want to reinforce everything you said. Like you said that IGN gave it an eight out of ten. That's exactly where I put it. It's a good wrestling game. Like it's not the best wrestling game of all time, but I can't, honestly can't remember the last time I've had so much fun actually playing a wrestling game. Because even like 2K20 and 19 and all those, even though it was the same thing over and over again, I had fun like creating characters, setting up universes, watching matches and stuff like that. This is the first game I can remember in a long time that I've actually had fun actually wrestling in the match. Matches. Like, I've had matches where it's, uh, like, it, insanely fun. I did Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin at WrestleMania just for fun. And it was, like, a lot of fun playing as these characters. They have the mannerisms. The presentation is amazing. Like, it's like you're actually watching the shows. Um, there's some stuff that does baffle me a little bit. Like, the fact that my faction is offline only. That is yeah. a baffling choice for people that play, like, the My Madden and stuff like that. Um, Isn't it? Isn't it because that's essentially the, like, pay-to-win mode? Yeah. Like, that's where you can dump all your, like, real-world cash. But people do that in 2K, uh, in basketball and in Madden and stuff, because they want to take those characters online. That's true. It's pointless to do it in a single-player game, you know? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, There's, I'm I'm a little, I'm a little irritated that a lot of the creative assets are just the same ones that they've used year after year. Like, the same hairs, the same outfits. Um, They did add some, but it's, it's not completely overhauled like I was hoping. Um, the entrances now you're limited to just picking an entrance. You can't mix and match different, uh, entrance parts. Um, but there's also, I think I told Dalton this, we were looking at it. There's like 200 extra entrances in the game from former player, from former wrestlers and like Kenny Omega's in there. Britt Baker's in there. Like they have all of these custom wrestling intros. Um, I, I really love it. It's a lot of fun. The the game looks amazing, especially playing on like the Nitro set or the Starcade set, because I don't know if you noticed, Dalton, they actually changed the camera angle from when you're playing in a regular yeah. Raw or SmackDown. It's more zoomed in. It feels really cool. And the, the DLC that's coming out, I'm glad you mentioned it, because I have a fucking problem with it. Here is some of the people coming to the DLC. Machine Gun Kelly is coming to DLC. Oh, I need a jobber. I need a jobber, Shannon. Logan Paul is coming to DLC. I got a jobber tag team, Shannon. Who's not coming to DLC? Oh, Poppy. People, yeah. Poppy. Oh. All I wanted was Poppy as DLC, and I'm getting Logan Paul <laughs> and Machine Gun Kelly and no Poppy. And that actually upsets me. I do love the fact that much like I do in actual wrestling, I can have Poppy as my intro music. It's not the same song. Oh, yeah. But it is something. So other than that, yeah, 8 out of 10, man. Great time. So with the, I know they revamped the controls this year, and it's a whole new system. What are you now that you've had a week to sink your teeth into it? I know, Shannon, you said that th- this is the first year that you're actually, you know, almost having fun yeah. actually playing the game. Dalton, where are you at? Because I know you actually enjoyed the more simmy style. You you enjoyed those those yeah, previous yeah. years. So I, how, I did. How, it, how jarring was it? To, how jarring was it to have to like get used to a new control scheme? Um, it was jarring. A little bit, but I think the good thing of it is I haven't played a wrestling game like that in two years. Um, because 2K20 happened. I barely played 2K20. 
Um, which mm-hmm. is a shame because again, I that my review of that game will forever be that game had a lot of charm. Um, unfortunately, it was broken to hell. Um, I love the combo system. After you get used to it, it's a lot of fun to see how you can mix and match stuff. Um, the only issue is playing like Showcase or My Rise a lot. You only learn one uh, move set. Unless you're a person that changes up your wrestler's moveset all the time. I'm a hell of a Rey Mysterio player, but so is everybody else's play that game. Um, if they played through my uh, the showcase mode. The amount of fun I've had just playing as different people, um, like, they do play substantially different. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's all the same controls, but when you're playing Lesnar as Lesnar, it feels impactful. <clears throat> if you're playing as Ricochet or Rey Mysterio you do have a lot more mobility, it feels like. It it is a lot more arcadey than the past, and I don't necessarily hate that. I love No, I think that Go ahead. I, well we're talking about Scott Hall and you're talking about the controls and getting used to it. I just want to mention that like the reversals have been the hardest thing for me to get used to because you can no longer press a reversal button. You have a reversal button, but if you miss that, then you have to guess whether or not they're gonna use a light attack or a strong attack, and if you guess the right button, you'll reverse it. It's a weird system. I'm not big, big on it, but one of my favorite things about this game is how fluid the reversals are and how it feels very realistic. I actually played, after Scott Hall passed, I did a six-man tag of uh, Hogan, Nash, and Hall versus Piper, uh, Macho Man, and someone else. Don't uh, Goldberg. And Macho Man got on the top rope, and he went to go do the the diving, uh, you know, the, the double axe handle. I reversed it as Scott Hall, and I caught him on my shoulder, spun him around, flipped him up into the razor's edge, and pinned him. And it was the coolest thing and i was like holy shit that was awesome so i also saw a video of austin theory uh jeff hardy was going to he was outside the ropes and jeff hardy was in he was on the apron and he hit jeff hardy and hardy bounced back and then he did that thing where he rolls through the ropes and goes for his move and when he did it jeff hardy countered with a super kick and laid him out and i'm like that is so good looking that is like that looks so fluid and real it's it's incredible that's good because if and if it's more arcadey that like my it, it it's it's gotten to the point where it's like the next time I come over to somebody's house, you know, in the next six to eight. Business I have a house. Months, uh, I want to. I, I actually kind of want to play it. We all have houses. Like I want to. I want to. Tr- <laughs> I want to try it. Um, like because I like I still haven't bought it. I probably won't buy it even if I like enjoy it. But it's something that I wouldn't mind to like give a fair shake to. Yeah. Because I I just never clicked with the the sim style, and so if this one is a little bit more fun to play a little bit goes a little bit more arcadey than you can very much interesting you can kind of do both because when i first played it i was kind of worried about how fightery it felt like it felt like a tekken type game because dalton will tell you there's a lot of like combo punch kicks and stuff but you can also press b to just pick people up and put them in moves like in the old days like it everybody plays different too so if you're playing like i played as um ember moon and she felt so much faster and like very arcadey but then i played to somebody like scott hall and he's so much bigger and stronger and it's very much slowed down like the you know the, the pace so they do a really good job representing the wrestlers i think you would enjoy it and and like dalton mm-hmm. said it's not broken so that's good which is always yeah. a plus yeah uh they made a game have, that have, works have, yes have either of you run into the the universe mode problems i haven't I haven't done a lot of universe okay. mode. Mostly I've just been doing exhibition because I really enjoy playing the game. Uh, and I've had it crash mm-hmm. on me twice as well, Dalton, right in the right when I was pinning too. And that was pretty frustrating, but whatever. Oh, that's unfortunate. That, was, that was the game unplugging itself. I'm just like, nope, you ain't beat me. You didn't win. Aliens abducted uh, me one time during Fortnite doing the same thing. He controlled the, that <laughs> game was just controlling its narrative. It's just controlling. The it narrative. was in control, uh, not you. 
<laughs> so Shani, you, you touched on the the creative features because I know that's something you always do a deep dive into every yeah. year. Is that is it really just kind of you know it's nothing very like really new or well, have you found anything different? Like how are, have you spent a lot of time in that? I haven't spent a lot of time in it because unfortunately Elden Ring exists and I've been playing a lot of mm-hmm. Elden Ring. But one of the things that I absolutely adore this year, and I can't believe they did it, but it feels so good. In the previous game, especially in 20, they would use wrestler renders for the menu, like when you pick a character. And 20 was especially bad because they didn't even do a pose. They all had that same generic stare forward, lifeless as hell. This year, they made it where it's legitimate pictures of the wrestlers when you select them. And in one of the best moves I've ever seen, when you do a creative wrestler, you can also upload a custom image for that wrestler. So, like, if you download Britt Baker, you can have a legitimate picture of Britt Baker as the representation. So, when you're scrolling through it, there's not that disconnect of, okay, well, you can tell these are created wrestlers and these are actual wrestlers because it looks different. That little thing alone, to me, is just absolutely mind-bogglingly amazing. And it makes it feel so much more alive. So, major, I mean, it's such a simple thing, but it was so good. Yeah, that is something that I saw that I was like, oh, that is actually really neat. Because then you have like the actual match graphics right. of like Kenny Omega versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And it's really and it them. Like also, it, it, cross-platform yeah. community creations, which is fantastic. So Dalton and I can share things because he's on PS5. I got mine on Xbox Series X. If I make something, like if Dalton makes his wrestler, I can get it from him. If I make mine, he can yeah. get it from me, which is really cool. Um lot i've noticed i don't know if you noticed this dalton but i've gone to the images a lot to try to download wrestler images for the creator wrestlers a lot of naked anime girls on there lot really? of them lot of that's them. what i was and gonna swastikas. i was like a th- lot of swastikas that's unfortunate Very. i mean i'm not surprised i was gonna say, I, was gonna, I, I think I, I either mentioned it last week or i said it to dalton of yeah i feel like that's a feature that is going to be taken offline <laughs> like you can have it for your game but you're not going to be able to put it online because uh Someone's gonna ruin it. There's there's gonna be boobs and and no you can't have yeah, boobs. Controlling the although they do have the the uh, online interactions are not rated. That's true. That's I true. guess could be you something that they can hide behind. You but, can't control my narrative. If I want big anime titties, but, they're gonna be there. Shannon's in control. If he <laughs> I'm wants in big control. anime titties and swastikas, that Shannon can have that. He's in control. That's I will one and two. I'll have all the swastikas I want. Wait, no, I don't. Nope. Want, I, I don't want those. I nope. don't want those. Call me nope. Gunther. No. Nope. Well, no. <laughs> that's what they tried just no last name just no last name don't don't no no last no. name no last name uh well shannon if if people if if any of the listeners here who somehow didn't just follow us from podzilla hey. uh if, if they don't know where could they watch you control your narrative oh, fuck at this point who knows man uh you kind of touched on it before the show i've been so busy i've been traveling for work i've been staying up i actually just got back from st louis i spent almost three months up there i just got back uh about a week ago and um, the shows have definitely suffered because we, we only get to do one or two a week and it's completely random when we get to do them. I'm hoping to get back to a normal schedule because I really miss podcasting. I miss interacting with people. I miss being a human. Lately, I've just been a workhorse. But if we do shows, they can find us on podzilla1985.com. You can also find us on Spotify and uh, iTunes and Real Player and all that good stuff. And hopefully one day you'll be able to find Dalton and Asa on Podzilla more because... Um, I don't know if you guys listen, but it's mostly just me, Tanner, and Hunter at this point, and that's got to stop. That <laughs> that has to stop. Bring in the B team. We'll we'll, we'll shake things As up. As in the best team. B is for best. We'll come, we'll come in. That's what. Go go B, go. We're, fuck. What what's the Bo Dallas? Bo B team. B, B team. For, go B, go go. 
No, it's it's uh, B team and the B stands for dream. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it was. Uh, well, yeah. So whenever you are looking up Podzilla 1985 on your uh, podcast service of choice, make sure you leave the five star rating and then go ahead and leave us a five star rating for this show as yes. well. Whenever you're doing that, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, the five star man with the number five. I'm also on twitch.tv slash the five star man. I stream sometimes. Uh, I have an idea of something I want to do coming up. So but we'll see. It's there's. I want to do it. Basically, the idea is I want to do a charity stream, yes. but uh, the world's on fire and there's like a million different things that I, I don't know what I want to raise money for because it's like, OK, there's people in Ukraine getting bombed. Uh, also, uh, Greg Abbott is a giant evil piece of shit. And so trans kids are in danger in Texas. And also there's the bullshit don't say gay bill in Florida. And so, like, I want to support teachers and 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 people down there and also there's a whole new host of anti-abortion bills going around that are fucking evil and i just i don't know man there's there's too many options but i don't want to pay i don't want to i don't want to pay money for that i'm dead serious about this i want to say one thing real quick uh i'm doing a no turning back we talked about earlier that's going up tomorrow and i'm gonna be talking about the kim kardashian kanye west thing and it is a absolute nightmare and like this is a spoiler alert when you talk to women about why don't you speak up and trevor noah said it best if you haven't seen his segment on the daily show about it if the richest most powerful woman in the world can't get her ex to leave her alone what the fuck chance does any regular woman have it is a disgusting situation and i'm going to talk about it more tomorrow so i wanted to pitch that and promote that thank you yes no uh of course and, and so, and which is that is on a is that on the Podzilla yes. feed or is that a? I didn't okay. want to pay for uh, a separate Podbean thing because fuck Podbean, so I just put it on Podzilla. It's free. We already have uh, we already have people paying for it, so it's good. Yeah, so good call, good call. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Uh, you can follow Dalton on Twitter at pz eighty five d Anthony. Uh, he he'll post. To, don't don't, don't plug your i'm Twitter. not on social media like i have a facebook and an instagram <laughs> i haven't posted on instagram since january 2nd and uh oh, here's why i'm at 999 posts i'm not doing 1000 until something truly epic happens so i may never post on instagram <laughs> again <laughs> who knows yeah. but if they wanted to but if they wanted to see that epicness yeah. they would need to follow yeah. you that's like me i didn't i think i posted for the first time a couple weeks ago i don't even remember what it was uh and it was the first time since like september yeah. Because I just, I never, I don't do anything interesting enough to like justify taking pictures. I, so I've started just doing the John Cena thing of just like, here's something that's relevant to me. I'm just going to throw up the image. I'm not doing a caption. I'm not doing hashtags. I just, well, you know, okay, here's I've this. gotten to a point now where I think I've realized that there's kind of like two people in the world. There's people that actually make moves and get things done and like have a life that is worth you know talking about and there's the people that just use their social media to present that life that may or may not actually exist and they're more worried about the feedback than they are about the actual living and for the longest time i was very much the person that like wanted to promote oh here look at me doing this oh here i am doing that look who i'm with you know and i kind of want to just enjoy life for a little bit so um social media has become a very very unimportant thing to me and i don't see that changing in the near future but yeah, and that's not a that's not a bad thing. Less time on social media overall, I think, is a is a. Good I am going to create so. a couple extra accounts though. That when I post something, they're going to reply to it, and then they're going to like it too. And it's all going to be under the same name. Are you? Yeah, brother. All right. All righty. Well, until next week. Thank you so much, Shannon, for being. I'll on. never be back. Thank you, guys.
<laughs> not once, not never. Um, oh, there was what was it? Oh no, never mind. That's two weeks. So never mind. Ignore that. Uh, CCW will. Uh, we got our next show on the twenty sixth. So uh, we will talk more about that next week. And until then, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And as always, watch wrestling.